What's yeah? So I'd say get your phone away. Did you hear the interference? Jesus, man. See, we're fucking we're professionals now, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> well, one of us is making sure. Okay, yeah, it is. Cool. Oh, did you turn your? It's on, on silent. Oh, I've been on airplane mode since the movie. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Silence your shit. Welcome to Bitfaced. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to wait like 10 more seconds no. than that even. It didn't work. <laughs> ah, God, I'm not going to be able to get through this. I'm going to have to look straight ahead this whole oh, time. Oh, dude, right? this is going to be a fun one, guys. <laughs> Welcome to BitFaced. One of the things we love doing on BitFaced is crossing over with other podcasts. We're going to cross over with another podcast tonight, Jam the Radar. Haven't met uh, Ryan Shore before, but I already love him. And our friend, Derek Belcher, who I'm going to start with a story about way back uh, when BitFaced started. I think it's got to be like episode 14 or 15. Derek had the idea. He really wanted to, to be on the podcast and do an episode about video game movies. And I thought it was a brilliant idea. We had a time set, much like we did today, and we were late, so we didn't learn a lesson on that, but that's not the, the point of this story. And from what I've heard, and Derek told me the story, and Derek was pretty, uh, was pretty sober that day when he came over. Tyler, however, who was with him, was not, and Derek said Tyler was very pitifully hitting on a bartender and getting amazingly drunk, and we started the episode, and 10 minutes into it, Derek and I looked at each other and we said, we cannot continue this. I'm sad we haven't still done a, a video game movies episode, but hey. I'm glad you're finally back like three years, two years later to talk to us about your podcast. So welcome to the BitCave, guys. It's uh, wonderful to have you here. Hey, man. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's, this is awesome. It's a lot. It's definitely more conducive. The atmosphere that you've built is great. <laughs> we have a lot of uh we have a lot of fun here so since i've seen you last i know you're doing a lot of film projects i know you're doing the podcast you guys are welcome tonight to talk about whatever you would like this is all about you you are in our house so all right well okay so uh we um so it started off i met this dude in college and i really short long story short um i love movies movies is kind of something i grew up with i just you know my escape it's whatever i feel like I, a lot of people can you know empathize with that but um a lot of people can't really level when it comes to uh discussing movies just about everything with like shot composition things in the narrative um even production things like budget and what they use to shoot it like i don't know it's just everything i kind of am all about um, the production process in, in itself. And uh, I met this guy, and he was the only one who I could ever, like, talk about things, and he can level with me just about, like, oh, you can totally tell that that dude's going to die because of this and this, and other people are like, oh, really? I had no idea. So, I yeah, don't know. We're just pretty much too annoying to watch movies with anyone else, so we just watch all the shit together. Yeah. And bullshit we're, the podcast. We're, we're those guys, yeah. yeah. And then we just started, decided to start a podcast. <laughs> One of the first things my cinema professor told me in college was, as soon as I teach you these things, movies are going to be ruined for the rest of your life. And he was partially correct. Now, you guys kind of took it where I took it to where, oh, it's great to know that that's going to happen because when a movie really does surprise you, it's yeah. it's off the chain. But no, there's nothing wrong with uh, And you guys are both filmmakers, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you have to know these things. Do you regret peeking behind the curtain? Uh, no, cause like, I could appreciate movies on a different level now. So like before you just be like, Oh, that shit's awesome. But then now you're just like, Holy fuck. Someone had to choreograph this whole fucking thing. Someone had to like strap themselves to a side of a car with a fucking 200 pound camera and just like do all this crazy shit. So it's just like, it's just another level of appreciation, I think. So do you guys want to talk about your, your films? Do you want to talk about your podcast? What do you? <laughs> so we never talk about our own work. Yeah. Like, that's something. It's like we're always working, but we never talk about it once it's done. I, I don't even watch it. Like <laughs> once we're done editing, it's just like, oh, okay, that's on to the next thing. I don't even fucking want to rewatch it or do any, have like be involved with it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you don't ever want to watch anything that you did? No. It's. Why is that? We, I don't know, man. It, like in college, we used to have to like, 
we had to like show everything to our whole class and like do like presentations on the whole process and shit and that just like ruined watching my own work because just like oh i'm gonna make something show it to 20 other film nerds and then get shit on for a couple minutes and then <laughs> and then do it again fucking in three weeks when another project's due because <laughs> there's always someone out there that will shit on your work that's a thing like yeah. if, and, and the, unless you have haters you're not doing it right i mean so like <laughs> i mean another thing is that there was always a or like the dude that we still work with this dude tony we always had to like show our work right before him and his work was always fucking like insanely good so you're just like oh i think i did all right this time but then he shows like another dude shows something you're just like fuck i'm a shitty i'm the worst <laughs> yeah there's a lot of that <laughs> there's a lot of self-hatred that goes in this uh, career field it's kind of weird. It's a yeah. it's a very masochistic, just like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Our whole portfolio, like, going through portfolio was just us not sleeping, working our ass off, and then showing it, and then being like, fuck, we needed to spend, like, three more overnights editing this shit, and, like... Yeah. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> yeah. It feels like our work is never done, really. Like, whenever you watch the final product, you're just like, fuck, I could have made a million more edits, or done a bunch of shit different. That's definitely true. Yeah. I think part of the art, though, is you have to stop. There has to be a stopping point. You have to yeah. release Jurassic Park. So, you, I mean, sure, you can go back and, and clean that shit up, but eventually don't Don't you have to reach a point where you let it go, kind of? Yeah, I yeah. I can agree with that, yeah. Yeah, we let it go completely and just don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and don't watch yeah. it ever again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's our process after, we're, after we wrap. So, what are you guys shooting right now? Can you talk about that? Okay, so we uh, signed papers... Um, yeah, non-disclosure <laughs> shit. Yeah. Uh, we're just doing like a five-episode web series shit with a bunch of uh, local actors and uh, filmmakers and shit. Yeah. Kind of very basic bare bones. Stuff. Yeah. Just with a bunch of local Denver. Um, yeah, we're not involved in like the writing or directing or any of that stuff, so we don't know how it's going to be released or when or any of that shit. We're just doing uh, camera work and PA shit on it. Yeah. <clears throat> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Hey, oh, man. <laughs> I, I like it more sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being on set... Um, it's a lot like, you know, you're just on a team and you're just all working. You all have one mission. And that's, um, I've found throughout the years that like I thrive in a team. Like that's kind of just, I, I get two in my head and just being around people and having them to spread myself out. Like it's, it's really nice. And I've found that that like, that is one of my strengths. So yeah, it's definitely easiest being a PA and shit and not trying to like, we're not worried about like post-production how shit's gonna get it together we're just like someone needs this shot we need to set up the lights over there we need to put the camera here we need like it's just oh yeah it's, it's just work without yeah. yeah yeah it's work it's just like move a light here okay cool um we've done like the pre-production process and we've done a lot of writing um but on set is kind of where we turn our brains off and that's where we it's it's kind of where we chill even though it's not supposed to be where we chill but it's yeah. it's, it's like it's still no there's a lot of downtime. <laughs> Oh yeah. oh yeah, there's oh, a no. lot of hurry up and wait. Yeah, that's there pretty is. much all that filming is. Yeah, I'm not a uh, I'm not a veteran by any means, but I've been on a couple sets, and yeah, there's a there's a ton of like, okay, you go stand over there for three hours, we need you then, but you can't move in, until then, so mm-hmm. go go stand over there. Did you sweat makeup? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> so you guys obviously both studied film. Yeah. When's the first time, and Tyler, this question goes to you too. Sweet. When's the first time you knew that you loved it? What's the first movie experience that really drew you to the cinema? Hmm. I mean, I was born in 93, so episode one is like the main, just like, thing that I got, like the first movie like everyone is super pumped for. So that was like, yeah, my main thing. And that was like the first time I watched like behind the scenes shit was on, like, the bonus VHS. So that's, like, when I was like, oh, movies are fucking the best. <laughs> was it that movie? I think uh, the thing that first got me into kind of movies in general outside of a theater, uh, I and I still have them, and, and my parents are going to give them to me, but uh, my parents used to get me these box sets of Bond movies. And for some reason, I have no idea why, but as I, when I was real young, we used to, I used to just get real drawn into those and I'd watch them with my dad and that was probably part of it. But as far as in a movie theater, I was not born in 93, but it was also episode one, as weird as that is. Yeah, yeah. it was like the main spectacle of the 90s. So that was like, 
It's yeah. the thing that introduced our generation to Star Wars, the way that The Force Awakens is for these kids. Like, yeah. And I think about that, too, is like going... The way that Star Wars was for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. doing the same thing... In, in, different generations, yeah, in different generations. It's pretty cool. But, I mean, it's the first movie that I went to a theater and there were people dressed up and carrying lightsabers and in robes and, like, everyone was just crazy enthusiastic to go see a movie. Oh, um, I remember, so, like, I remember seeing Jurassic Park was the first movie I ever saw in a theater. And I remember, like, I even got scared at the freaking like velociraptor part in the kitchen i had to like sit out for a second because <laughs> i was way young i was like what five when that movie came out yeah. or something like <laughs> that movie's oh. 94 or 93 yeah yeah so you would have been five yeah. yeah yep so and like so that got me into the whole into the spectacle of movies and just you can tell these crazy stories through the magic of film and it you can get transported to another world it's just an escape like it's it's something that's not our reality um and then as i grew older and like kind of as my tastes refined and everything um i remember watching i when blockbuster was still a thing i would rent movies like every weekend and i remember stumbling across hard candy with uh um, ellen, ellen page, page. Ellen yeah. page and so I was like, this is not like any other movie I've ever seen. This, the way it's shot, the story, like the content, everything. Yeah. And that's when I got introduced to like indie film. Oh, and sure. that's when I started like digging for these crazy stories that are like one-offs and things that might not even do well with like the general public. But it's these stories because this story is important to someone. And it's like... Yeah. Fucking uh, indies are the best like to make you feel like movies, like being involved in movies as possible. Yeah. Because like... Um, I watched like Clerks and Reservoir Dogs when I was like in sixth, seventh grade, and that's when I was like, "Oh, these dudes just had an idea and just fucking like gathered up as much money as they could and made it. Like it could be a fucking thing. It's not like this super elite thing that you like is off limits to some people. Like it's anyone could fucking make an indie movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was the budget of Clerks? Twenty four thousand, maybe like twenty yeah. twenty eight thousand. <laughs> yeah. All in credit cards. <laughs> yeah, a Robert Rodriguez <laughs> with uh, what was it? El Mariachi. Yeah, yeah. seven thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the story of El Mariachi, just like how he got that made and everything. It's just like I assume you guys have read his book, right? Uh, Rebel Without a Crew. Yeah, yeah. I I think anyone that's into film should read Robert's book. Yeah. Spy Kids aside, oh. he he did some amazing work. Uh, I mean, he's done some some goofy ass kids movies, but he's like definitely one of my heroes. Like if you um even on um what's it El Rey El Rey yeah. his uh, director show on there where he talks to other directors and shit. He's just so. I haven't seen that. Oh, the director's it's the chair? Best. It's amazing, dude. Is he, it just Robert talking to different people? Yeah, he people talks he... to like Zemeckis, uh, ah, Michael Mann. Quentin. Quentin has a double episode. Um, where where can I watch this? Um, I bought the whole season on Amazon. Like, There's only been one season, but um, there's like 13, 14 episodes of him just talking to a bunch of directors. It's, it's it is so very fun. rare, Ryan, that someone comes into the bit cave and introduces me to something. So <laughs> you get yeah. you get 100, 100 cool points tonight for oh, that. Thank you. That sounds amazing. I'd watch the shit out oh, of that. I've mm-hmm. watched every episode like fucking five times. Yeah, and, it's, so, yeah. it's so awesome to just rewatch because like, the thing about uh, directors is just everyone... Well, the thing about people is everyone has a different perspective on the world. And the thing about movies is it's it's our window into how someone's mind. It's how they see the world and stuff. Like I've said before that T- Terrence Malick, like the way that he shoots stuff is kind of how I dream. So it's really kind of weird and ethereal and like, I, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. Like it's, I, I just, that uh, the director's chair uh, is just like, it's another thing. Just I can listen to people talk about making their movies like forever we went and uh we saw kevin smith speak at comedy works a couple of months back and like he fielded three questions but it lasted like what (laughs) yeah he does what he does (laughs) yeah and it's just i don't know um as much as i love movies i also like to um like to see where the um directors are coming from because a lot of it you you see like their emotions you see like their trials you know and a lot of you know, they put themselves into it because it's their life for an extended period of time or whatever so 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Getting directors' perspectives on their own like movies and shit is like that's my favorite. Even if it's a movie I don't like, you just want to see what their thought process is in making something. I will not buy physical media if it doesn't have director's commentary on it. That's oh, the line mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll buy it digitally if there's if there's oh it's a little couple special features. Nope. Yeah. If commentary is on the Blu-ray, I'll buy the Blu-ray because you, I love uh, hearing my them favorite talk. is. I've listened to all... There's, like, three different commentary tracks for Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and I've listened to all of them a million fucking times. Yeah. <laughs> they Wright. do great, uh, great tracks. Yeah. Uh, if you uh, ever get the box set of Spaced, Edgar Wright's TV show, the commentary tracks are fucking insane on there, because they have Kevin Smith, Patton Oswalt, fucking... Um, I have the uh, the box oh, set Oh, yeah? Do you listen to all the, all the commentaries? <laughs> yes. It, yeah, that's all I fucking do if I'm bored. I'll just, like, throw on one of the discs and listen to the commentaries. <laughs> I love director's commentary. In fact, I can't remember. Kevin didn't do it on one of his movies, and I think it was Zack and Mary, and mm. I was so mad. I was like, come on, man. Like You <laughs> Does, do it on every minute. Did you he did do like- it for Cop Out? That's the one I want to fucking listen to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't think he did one for Cop Out. Oh, that's a bummer. Him and Bruce Willie just talking about it? That's the only Kevin Smith movie I've never seen. Oh, because man, you're better off. He didn't write it. Yeah, I, I mean, anything after Zack and Mary is skippable. Yeah. I fucking hate Tusk and Yoga Hosers. I saw Tusk in the theater. So did I, because he got me hype about it because he talks his fucking ass off. Yeah. And he does what he does, and I was like, I'm pumped to see this, and I was like, you, fuck you. You were the other, we should have hung out that day. There was yeah. one other person in the theater when I went and saw Might have been there. Was, dude. And I made it 20 minutes through Zack and Mary, and then I, I kind of had to move on to something, move on to something else. I, I wasn't really feeling the vibe. Maybe I'll try it again. I, I mean, it has the jokes. It has, like, the a couple scenes here and there but overall so not yeah i mean he's one of the directors that didn't make it past the 90s for me like really he doesn't have anything great since then oh no sorry i didn't mean zach and mary i meant yoga hosers oh yoga hosers i love zach oh, and mary okay i was gonna say i, I thought zach and mary was really sorry, good I yeah just, yoga just hosers yoga hosers is i was i, uh, I wanted my I money back from netflix for that fucking month like that's what i made 20 <laughs> minutes into i saw zach and mary in the theater it was uh, it was good yeah i saw that in the theater too so you weren't into yoga hosers either. oh dude no. it makes me so fucking sad <laughs> i hated that the I, intro, and I'm just like, no, I can't. I can't. Like, I can't. That's kind of how I was. <laughs> he was, like, trying to make a Scott Pilgrim for, like, $12, and it just didn't work. With, like, the fucking pop-up, um, like, the animation shit when new characters came in, and then the whole thing with them and the band, and it's just like, uh, this is... Uh, it's I haven't like gimmicky but done bad. I haven't seen it yet, and I've actually still wanted to see it, but now I'm not so sure anymore. <laughs> Go watch Mallrats again, dude. Like I love, I just watched <laughs> Mallrats. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Mallrats is like it's a good every fallback. four or five months. I'll watch that. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, I just introduced Tyler to Heather's. Have either one oh, of you yeah. seen that? Christian Slater. I and, assume yeah. as a film guys, you guys have seen it. <laughs> yeah, is that, that one of the fucking '80s movies they're trying to remake? They better yeah, not, probably. man. I, yeah, hope I believe not. so. Yeah, uh, it's. I think it's going to happen. <laughs> they they better not. That's that's kind of a. There's no way you can capture that. No, but they're going to try. Yeah. They're probably not even. <laughs> they're going to try. They're definitely going to try. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry. That's that's the whole the whole uh, motto of Hollywood right now. <laughs> yeah, it's so, like superhero movies and remakes. It's, yeah, yeah, and maybe like long, not overdue, but long just way past when it should have been done sequels oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's yeah dumb and dumber too just way too late anything that's past 10 years doesn't make it that's the rule right yeah i mean yeah i've made a rule that like if it's more than 10 years old I, i'll give it a chance like maybe on vod but like i don't want to see it in theaters so i, I haven't seen zoolander 2 i haven't seen dumb and dumber 2 um I, both both terrible yes. yeah terrible um <laughs> dumb and dumber 2 will just make you very sad yeah there's like, one man funny, there's one singular funny joke in that whole movie is it the kathleen turner joke no it's okay. the one where they're um so they're they have the bike and they they're waiting at the bus stop and then the driver is like just put your bike on the front and then it cuts to them and the bus is pulling up and they're on the bike on fr- in the front and it's just i die like i remember seeing that and i just okay i i had to turn it off like this is it <laughs> i like the part where they showed up back at the house where they left kathleen turner and they take off and they show up and they're knocking on the door and you think they're where they're supposed to be and they're like no you just came right back here <laughs> other than that though it's sad it's, it's yeah, a sad, sad film sad. don't watch the, it the only thing i made an exception for this year was um train spotting 2 I really need to see that. It was good. Like, if, okay. yeah, it definitely holds up. Did right, Danny good. Boyle direct it? Yeah, yeah. Ah, right, well then, yeah, it's a must see then. Yeah, the only thing they like, tried to do a callback of his like speech, 
but and they like do it, like redo it. But I mean, it, it was all right. It just that was the only thing that was kind of not the best for me. But it was pretty good. So worth watching. Yeah, definitely. Okay. There's this. Um, I've been thinking about like uh, just this whole remakes thing. Um, I mean, yeah, it's cool to send up these like franchises. Like, I like what Star Wars is doing for all. You know, for all things that they get hate for, like, it's it's giving Star Wars to a new generation, which is probably going to give, you know, some little kid dreams of making movies, and he's going to, like, you know, you don't know. We don't know what, like, art is just made to inspire. You don't know. It's just put out into the world. Like, it's, like, one of these... It's... it's, I don't know. Um, As long as... My thing is, as long as the director and, like, the production houses don't betray us as an audience and stuff, you know... you. See, you got betrayed, though. See, the kids nowadays, they got a good Star Wars movie, and I got a good Star Wars movie as a kid. You guys got the shitty Star yeah. Wars movie. Yeah. The thing is, is I can still buy a ticket to the Star Wars. Like, that's, I still, that's like true. I'm still there. Like, it's not like it... We're, getting, mean, it's, we're getting our redemption Yeah, yeah. Uh, for got, having the shitty Star Wars. Yeah, I got some VHS copies of the old ones, so I don't have to watch the fucking... The CG alien song and dance oh, and the Return Jesus. of the Jedi and shit. Oh, I, I, I still have those unopened because I knew one day, like, if, if I had a kid, I would pull those out and be like, look, if you're going to watch Star Wars for the first time, it's going to be this way. Yeah. And then you're going to see it at a friend's house later and be like, what the fuck, dad? Yeah. I, I forgot <laughs> how shitty the remastered uh, Return of the Jedi was until I bought it on Amazon and I was watching it. And that fucking alien started singing and dancing and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My pupils <laughs> dilated. I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> So, in uh, in the spirit of not wasting money for shitty movies at a movie theater, there's something that I've seen recently that I need to do a little bit more research into, but I think it's going to just be absurd, and I think we all need to check it out. It's called Movie Pass. Oh, yeah. No, I'm definitely... Do you guys have this? I, I've been wanting... All right, so... I have a homie that I play video games with who he lives out on the East Coast and he's been telling me about MoviePass for years. And I'm like, bro. <laughs> You're like, why would is, I do that? This is not fair. Because like, I'm at a point now where like I would like to see pretty much anything. And if I had was, you know, if I could afford to go to the theater all the time, I would just, I would go. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it used to have a different pricing structure. It used to be like $30 a month. Mm-hmm. Or almost $40 a month, and you could watch a movie a day for, you know, for that month. Yeah. And so you can still watch a movie a day uh, throughout a whole month, Mm -hmm. but they've dropped the price to $10. Yeah. Which seems crazy. Because now when I go to the movies, it's $10. Or close. Yeah. Yeah. And I know they only make, they don't make their money on the tickets. They make it on the concessions. That's, I mean, I've been hearing that my whole life, right? Yeah. Well, and so it's not through the theaters, but I think the way that they're doing it, and the only thing that some people could call a drawback is the company the guy is the co-founder of netflix right Mm -hmm. i forget his name and he sold a bunch like a majority share of the company to a data analytics firm so that they can collect you know information on how many movies you go to what times like the stuff that you're seeing and stuff like that so they can get information they can target you better for ads and whatever Mm -hmm. and so that's the trade-off you're selling basically your information to have $10 $10 for unlimited movies a month. And I think that's a great trade-off. Dude. <laughs> All right. So um, <laughs> I'm, on, I, I'm just wondering how studios are going to be cool with that because they won't be able to calculate like if their movie's making money, right? Yeah. No, they will. So basically what happens is you swipe the card that MoviePass gives you and uh, it sends MoviePass a bill from the theater and they pay that theater the exact ticket price. Hmm. So, so they're losing a bunch of money, but they're banking on the fact that they're getting good enough sellable data to you know and i don't know if it'll stay ten dollars it has been more in the past and so i i think it's worth checking out how does it work though when netflix already kind of has our our data is my movie going habits is that really gonna that's really worth that much money yeah absolutely and that's the thing is they can figure that out from facebook when i check into (laughs) shit with my friends you know right well and i think someone could easily partner with just a theater and get that kind of data too so I don't know. Do I expect it to last? Maybe not. But should we jump on it while it's here? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> How much money would that save you guys a month? I probably see one movie 30, a month. 40 bucks. Yeah. Wow. Did you guys go to the theater that much? Uh, we've seen what, like four movies in the past two weeks? Yeah. Anything good? Um, 
Right. Well, uh, Hitman's bodyguard. Hitman. We just saw Hitman's bodyguard today. Before yeah, it's we... Ryan Reynolds, Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Yeah, looks it's funny. Just, yeah, if you want that, then you'll get that, and yeah. that's what. Like, if, if you want Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson doing Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson, that's what it is. Like, it doesn't do anything special over the top. It's just a fucking buddy action movie, and seeing them two go off. Yeah, and like that's what we wanted, so we thought it was good. <laughs> well, and I think the the good thing about it too, and why it might end up helping theaters in general. Even though AMC is apparently super against it, and I don't know why, but but we don't have AMC here, do we? Up in Denver, yeah, you we guys do. do. Up yeah. in Denver, no, we don't not, down here. Not down here. Oh, yeah. no. it's it's Carmike and Cinemark and Carmike, right? And uh, Regal and Regal. Yeah. Oh, because we have Landmark and yeah, Landmark and um, Harkins and AMC. That's crazy! Wow. Holy yeah. shit! I've never even heard of those two chains <laughs> yeah. before. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's crazy. <laughs> I hadn't heard of Cinemark till I moved out here. It's all Regal and AMC in Georgia. Well, and so I think the thing is, to your point, is you're paying at least $10 for a movie ticket anyways, right? Mm-hmm. And so I really have to choose, like, one movie a month that I want to go see. Right. And with this, I would go see movies that I think could be bad or mm-hmm. something and maybe mm-hmm. discover something that I would have missed out on that, right. you know, ended up being really good. For me, it's really... <laughs> it's kind of bad because I'm also, like, I have terrible habits. So, like, when I go to see a movie, it's like, oh, this is a... This is like a frivolous trip to Wendy's like or something you know what I mean like it's just like it's sacrifices it's give and take like but I mean would I jump on the like the opportunity to just go like for a solid like one flat rate a month I would go to as many movies as I could I would go like oh, every I'd day go more. That's I would the- go every day after work like I was yeah <laughs> I mean if you're just bored one day yeah, even dude. if you've already seen a movie we've gone and seen movies like so like we'll see a movie opening night but then, like, if it's good enough, we'll be, like, bored and be like, hey, you want to go see this again? Yeah. <laughs> like, Yeah, I've seen, like, Baby Driver three times. saw yeah. Spider-Man twice. Like. I saw Baby Driver twice. Yeah. yeah. See, and I still need to see Baby Driver. Oh. I didn't see it because it wasn't the movie I chose at the time. Oh, dude. See, and... <laughs> I was turned off by a review I heard of it, but then my other buddy told me it's amazing... You guys are both Edgar Wright fans. I guess I'm an idiot, and you guys should both slap me for not seeing this already, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> we saw it like an advanced screening. We were so Ryan's like, if I wanted to stand up right now, <laughs> yeah, I'd slap you in the face. Um, yeah, we're fucking like so hard into Edgar Wright shit that we saw like an advanced screening with him like doing a Q and A and shit. Yeah. So we saw it like four or five days before it even released. Like I, I caught an advanced screening of The World's End. Um, <laughs> when The World's End came out, I went and saw the triple feature at AMC where it had a. Sean Hot Fuzz and then ended mm-hmm. with, yeah. I saw Sean three months before it came out and met Edgar after the screening. I'm and Simon. So jealous. And Nick. That's dope. That's when That's Americans fun. didn't know them, so you could yeah. like just go talk to them. They were awesome. They were in Atlanta. Actually, he was on a podcast and told, I think he was on Nerdist and talked about how someone, it wasn't me, I was jealous, gave him pot brownies, him and Nick. And they ate them on the way back to the story. Atlanta airport, and they were so fucked up. They're like, "Dude, don't eat the pot brownies in Atlanta." <laughs> oh my god! I, I, remember, I was proud of that. I was like, "I was at that screening." That's awesome. <laughs> That's dope. I remember him telling that story. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah! Listen to Edgar Wright. Like I could listen to that full talk about movies all fucking day. Mm-hmm. He puts so much into every shot. Yeah. Yeah, and there's so much shit you miss the first, third, seventh yeah. time you watch the movie. I love right. I think he's one of the best. Oh yeah, directors. it's just, if not the best director yeah. working right now. Yeah, yeah I, it's just awesome watching a movie where the director gives like so much of a shit on every fucking thing in the movie. Yeah, like even like just like B roll like transition shots are fucking like set to the rhythm of his music or in some kind of stylistic way that's like specific to his style. You but, could tell on spaced that oh, he, yeah uh, that he had a different eye. Mm-hmm. besides right yeah besides right who do you guys uh who do you guys love to watch as filmmakers uh fincher is my one of my favorites like, okay yeah alien three yeah oh yeah he's the best <laughs> the best of the series in my opinion are you serious no. <laughs> <Just walking around. laughs> i i good I, I thought you were serious for a second i was no. like no okay all right, i barely remember to. fucking anything after this aliens <laughs> yeah no fincher's a fincher's a great director I, all right, so like I said, I really like Terrence Malick, um, Edgar Wright, of course. Uh, Quentin is a good one. I love Quentin. Yeah, yeah. I see your shit every time. Um, I, I really like Guy Ritchie's stuff. Uh, uh, I like Guy Ritchie's that's stuff, That's where too. we... Yeah. 
Yeah, I just like the way that he... Do you like none of Guy Ritchie's <laughs> no, stuff? No, ever since he stopped doing gangster movies. So, like, the Sherlock's and this fucking King Arthur bullshit that he did. I didn't see King Arthur, but I really like the Sherlock's. I, so, yeah, I like the Sherlock's and the old gangster movies, mm-hmm. like Rock and Roll and stuff. Yeah. Those were awesome. Uh, was it Lockstock Lock and Two Smoking Barrels? Yeah. That's my favorite. And, Snatch, uh, is Snatch is great. Snatch, yeah. Snatch was yeah. my first heist movie that kind of got me into the whole, oh, shit, let's steal things. Yeah. <laughs> Snatch, Snatch is, is so flag. fucking good. <laughs> He's a he's a good director. He's yeah. got a he's got a style. He's got a solid. He's got a solid like yeah. look and stuff. I'm I'm I don't like dislike him. I want him to do the new James Bonds now that what's his name is not doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I can't remember his fucking name. Sam Mendes. Yeah, Mendes. yeah. Now that he's out, I think he would be someone good to like bring his style into that kind of shit. Ooh, that'd be an. I think interesting that would style. work, in, but not in this like King Arthur. I was like, this is fucking. This is like too much of a hyper style for this fucking night movie. Yeah, but it'd be uh, cool in Bond. Yeah, uh, Brad Bird is also nah. Uh, he did well, outside animation. He did one good live action in Tomorrowland. Okay. All right, okay. So that yeah, is he a did very... what that Mission Impossible yeah. movie was mm-hmm. badass. Yeah, it made me like Tom Cruise for a minute. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, Ghost Protocol. Like yeah, Ghost Protocol was <laughs> a good movie. Yeah, it was a great yeah. flick. And mm-hmm. so was the so was the the one after that. Five was awesome too. Uh, yeah. yeah, with the. Um, Fuck, I can't remember who directed that. Rogue Nation? Yeah, Rogue Rogue Nation. I'm trying, I was like digging, I was like, uh, that was just Simon Pegg and fucking Tom Cruise buddy movie. Brad Bird, I mean, you have to give a lot of props for The Incredibles, man. Oh, The Incredibles is the only Pixar movie that deserved a sequel and didn't get one yet. Mm-hmm. Or until fucking two years from now, yeah, or whatever. How are we it's on coming out there, right? Yeah. Like, and not have yeah. Incredibles two yet. What's exactly. That? The Incredibles just had a different, uh, a different flair to it. I saw that in the theater by myself. I also like going to the the movies a lot, and and loved it. Scorsese at all, guys? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Scorsese. Scorsese he's all day. my. Uh, he's probably mm-hmm. my number one. I went and saw Silence in the theater twice. I love Scorsese. So Silence. Much. And the movie is fucking like three and a half hours long. Yeah, I'm. Je- well, see, I the thing about it is like, so I got. Maybe it was my experience. My rule is, like, I'm very hard-pressed to see a long movie in the theaters. I saw Lord of the Rings when I was a young kid, and I was like, this is a lot. Like, <laughs> as a child, you know, whatever. Oh, uh, dude. So, so, like, if it's something, like, an extended engagement, <laughs> I'll, like, I'll, I'll wait and chill at home. But Silence was one of the ones I was like, dang. Yeah, every I time I tried to get you to go with me, you were like, uh... I was flaky, yeah. yeah. But... Oh, uh, that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're being but, old man Derek every time I fucking called. You're just like, um, I got soup to eat. <laughs> <laughs> what does it say for the power of Netflix that Scorsese's next film, yeah, hundred with million, the cast he yeah. has, is a Netflix exclusive? Now I've heard it's going to come out in the theater the same day. Which oh, one yeah, because that's the only way it could be um, eligible for nominations and shit for the Oscars. What's he doing? Um, oh my god what's Cameron, the title the Irishman the Irishman the Irishman Joe Pesci okay. Leonardo De, um, De Niro I, yeah I don't yeah. know I have to look into that you said 100 million 100 million budget right yeah yeah 100 wow. million is what they it's a Netflix ex- oh man so they, Netflix has the clout to go out and say Martin Scorsese why don't you make a movie just for us well and they're they're getting that movie that has uh, Will Smith called yeah, Bright. Bright yeah and that looks really cool. Is that a movie or is that a television show? It's no, a movie. It's a, it's a flick? Yeah. yeah. It did look cool. Yeah. Will Smith's kind of, his stock's kind of back on the rise, I hope. Yeah. I don't, I don't like to see Will Smith lose. <laughs> yeah. We all lose when Will Smith loses. Pretty much. He's the Fresh Prince, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I know him, man. Like, uh, yeah. I've talked to, to kids, though. I talked to a kid at uh, Denver Comic Con that was like, Who's Will he, he used to be a rapper, like Marky Mark too. <laughs> and you're like, who's I've Jazzy never Jeff? Been a kid. Yeah. <laughs> who's Jazzy Jeff? I always figure, like, I know he still hangs out with Jazz. I Th- hope they so. have to throw another album. I- I've heard that they're still tight. They have to uh, throw another album, right? I, I, I don't know. We'll I see. don't know what Marky Mark's doing right now. So uh, I mean, like, Marky Mark's <laughs> doing Transformers. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, Marky Mark's Making being America's money. hero, like. Yeah. Exploring the Chinese Every audience. fucking Mark Wahlberg movie has like at least one American flag in the trailer. Did you guys see um, the most recent Transformers? No. no. I haven't watched them since the third I, one. I really, as, a, as film dudes, I'd really like to hear your opinions on it because multiple times during the screening, I saw it with my nephew. He's, uh, he's 13. I said, okay, that's not how you cut that scene. Mm-hmm. Like, that framing is way off. Like, I was just pointing stuff out to him. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, come on. That's a... Michael Bay isn't a shitty director. I mean, granted, I know he gets the reputation for being oh, one, but he I'll doesn't have Bad to Boys be horrible. Too, any fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> Great <laughs> fucking movie. We're getting a three, aren't we? Uh, yeah, but not him. Uh, oh. Getting homeboy that did the gray. Um, oh. I can't remember his fucking name. Joe something. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Carnahan. Yeah, that dude. 
Yeah. Yeah, he did the um, Smoking Aces. Yeah, okay. yeah, that dude. He's a good director. I remember yeah. when we saw Smoking Aces in theaters. Smoking Aces, yeah, that was a good. fun movie. Yeah, <laughs> I just rewatched it not too long ago. I forgot fucking Chris Pine was like a crazy redneck in that shit. Like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he plays the young brother, like the the crazy one. Oh no, yeah, yeah you one of the three fucking, the surviving yeah, one, one like, of the three brothers. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Oh, um, I kind of I really like whenever we just see movies and like there's appearances by people. They're just like, oh hey. Yeah, I just watched Groundhog Day for the first time in years. Oh, oh <laughs> and, my god, so good! Yeah, dude, it's so good. Screen screenplay wise, that movie mm-hmm. works start to finish. Yeah, um, there's like a handful of movies like uh, like Groundhog Day. I really like Back to the Future. Like, oh, yeah, that's Back just, to the Future is yeah, that's my like, the most rewatchable mm-hmm. movie of all time. Preach, preach into the choir. Oh yeah, I, dude. Oh yeah, we saw, your, my, we saw your posters walking okay. up. Yeah, it's one of my that and Empire Strikes Back. Two yeah, of my mm-hmm. uh, my favorite childhood films and still films i think that hold up today you could watch back to the future right now and it's not mm-hmm. nothing ages on that movie i don't think yeah it's so fucking 1.21 gigawatts <laughs> but they're, they're both so good i mean and they reshot 45 or 50 percent of that film because there's a whole another back to the future with oh. eric stoltz yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the whole story about eric stoltz is like oh insane. he talks about it on the director's chair <laughs> like yeah, uh, yeah. When, as soon as you said zemeckis I was. Oh, yeah. That's the episode I will pull up first. I've mm-hmm. heard that he is just a. He's great on the Back to the Future commentaries. Oh yeah, he like he even like goes in on like the whole like his um the way he shot like um, Castaway and shit. It's just like he goes. They, this is like they get directors and they go through their whole filmography and just like talk about their thought process through everything they've done. It's like the best. And it's Robert asking the questions. Yeah, yeah. which I imagine is he's a, he's a very good speaker too. Oh yeah, like like Kevin is. Yeah. I don't know why Kevin doesn't stop doing movies and just do your tours and do stand-up. That's pretty much what he's doing, right? Yeah. I mean... Well, he's making Moose Jaws. Oh, God. Did, did someone <laughs> give him money for that? Oh, you don't think it's going to get funded? I don't think it's going to get funded. Like, it's... I was supposed to be, like, shot back-to-back, or I thought, with Yoga Hosers and still not even have, like... It just says, like, what, in development on IMDb, I think? <laughs> well, uh, and he's, uh... This is the trilogy no one wanted. <laughs> Except you're, for him and his fucking daughter, like you're you're exactly right, man. I and I I revere him, man. I went to see Mallrats in the theater, and no one ever believes me. And I'm like, no, the one weekend it was out in Athens, Georgia, I saw it. Oh, uh, dude, I love him, at, yeah. or I loved him. Not I. I, I love him to, as the uh, human, but as the filmmaker, I listen to Batman on Batman. Yeah, <laughs> and Mark Bernardin, who's also on that show, is great. He picked a good co-host. He really did. He picked a co-host that you know. Uh, I listened to Jane Silent Bob get old. How is that? Uh, the first ten episodes is just uh, Jay talking about his whole drug adventure from when he was like fourteen until he got clean, and then after that it's just them bullshitting. So like the first ten episodes are fucking great because he has some fucked up stories. But I really? I stopped listening after that. And that's what they're doing, right? Aren't they doing Jay and Silent Bob not get old? The movie they're doing Jay and Silent Bob reboot to get us back yeah, to the. I don't want the any more Jay and Silent Bob solo movies, and I don't want Mallrats three or Mallbrats or whatever the fuck he's calling it now. Oh no, Mallrats isn't happening. Yeah, they wanted to make it a series or some shit, right? They wanted to make a series. Everybody signed on, and none of the networks bought it. And then Clerks three tanked because Jeff Anderson was like, "Go fuck yourself," because supposedly they signed some agreement on Clerks two to where. They would make money based on what the movie made. Maybe you guys have more knowledge about this than I do. And oh, I don't even know how much money the made. studio. Yeah, no, the studio just made it look like okay. Nope, we didn't make a dollar. So yeah, the well, movies have to shit. make double their budget because they pretty much spend the same amount as the budget on promotion. <laughs> so if it didn't make back two times what it was made for, then they're, they're going to be like, nah, fuck that. No, they made. Yeah, they made the money back, but they made it look like they didn't. And Jeff really didn't get uh, get paid. So when Clerks Three came out. He said, "Nope." Yeah. Can we? So, uh, since we were talking about like long sequels after the original, what do you guys think about Clerks Two? I really like that movie. Yeah, yeah. I think it it was all right. Like it wasn't. It didn't stand up. To I mean, me, if you obviously, could, I mean, if you could get your imagination past Rosario Dawson getting with Dante, then yeah, then it's the decent movie. <laughs> that, that was the biggest stretch mm-hmm. in yeah. the world. Mm-hmm. And like this fucking uncooked biscuit <laughs> is getting with Rosario Dawson. Like, <laughs> when you get past that? <laughs> Randall was great. Um, Kevin's wife, not so great an actress. No. Some of the jokes were really good. <laughs> I, I liked Clerks too. Yeah, it's decent. It's like a C plus, B minus for me. It's it's not. Close. It was just yeah. 
It was decent, but then that was like the start of the decline of Kevin Smith movies for me. It was definitely something different because like Clerks One had you know its own like heart and soul, and I felt like Clerks Two was something else completely. Like it was is it was weird. Like it felt like a blockbuster movie. It's fine. Like okay. <laughs> I got a beer foam on the ground over. Oh here. no, party foam. Um, I know. We're so um, upset. Fucking up. Uh, so <laughs> speaking of like getting stuff funded. Um, <laughs> we were talking about this at dinner, but, uh, have you guys, so kind of segueing from the Netflix stuff we were talking about, uh, have you guys watched Sense8 before? No, no, I haven't seen it. Oh my God. So quick, just, it's a story of eight strangers from across the world. Um, something about them being born on the same day connects them physically, mentally. Um, they can feel each other's sensations. They can speak each other's languages. It's kind of cool. I've seen a few episodes and it's really weird. Mm-hmm. Like one it's, where this girl like pops over, she's like actually sleeping with her husband or something, but is also sleeping mentally with one of the other dudes. I don't yes, know. It yes. There's crazy. a, there's a lot of that. Um, the Wachowskis like to go off the rails <laughs> with their storylines. Um, but that show got canceled after season two like a week after season two got released and all the fans were like pissed because they wanted to know what happened because like at the end of season two it's like an obvious cliffhanger so they got a movie made and everything or they're getting a movie made they got it funded or whatever but um they're kind of still in like limbo and they've been looking for like um a way to continue telling their story so (laughs) x hamster (laughs) the porn site (laughs) They are, um, they're offering to fund, like, the production and be their backers. And, I don't know, I think, like, <laughs> now that it's, like, 2017, Trump is president, dude, things are going crazy, like, might as well have a porn studio. Yeah, nothing's impossible at nothing, this point. Nothing is impossible. Like, Firefly is gonna come back on Pornhub? Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah, Pornhub's gonna pick up Firefly, man. It's gonna be nuts. <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah, Brazzers Deadwood. Just <laughs> all the fucking shit. You know what? If if Donald Trump has to be president for Firefly to come back, even on Pornhub, it, it was worth it. <laughs> that would make America great. <laughs> yeah, it would. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm gonna pull. Oh, I would pull myself off airplane mode to make a Facebook status right now. Like <laughs> Pornhub, please resurrect Firefly. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, that's an episode title right there. You're gonna you're gonna see it tonight, man. It's gonna be. <laughs> oh my god, but yeah, no, like I, it's at the point now. Like being an independent producer, kind of bringing it all like full circle. Um, getting a project made something that you like a story you want to tell it's it's something that's important to you and it's a message that you want to speak and the thing is is like i feel like everyone has a story to tell and the thing about it is like getting the right one funded making it the right way and doing the story itself justice because us as humans i don't know the thing about movies is like it's just it's a story it's 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 the translation of us in caves, standing around a fire, sitting around a fire, sharing stories. It's the same thing. We're in a dark room. We're all together. We're all experiencing a single narrative. And the thing about it is um, a lot of movie studios nowadays, it's just we're in a society now of capitalism where it's like, oh, how many fans can we get in if we make a Doctor Strange movie? Right. What What's going to really make the money? Is it going to be... Uh, you know, Two Worlds or whatever that movie was mm-hmm. where they're like upside down. No, that made no money. Or is it going to be, you know, the remake of, you know... Uh, it? Some shitty... Yeah, It. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You just referenced like Two Worlds, which is a video game, which has nothing to do with... What is the name... I know you know what I'm talking Stranger about. Stranger Things. No. <laughs> <laughs> the upside down. Upside down. I was like, I thought that's what you were talking about. There's, there's two, there's two worlds, right? And like, uh, it's kicking up again. And they're really close, and they're really connected, right? And like, remember what what these, timers on right now because this is definitely getting cut wherever you're going with this. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of the name of this fucking movie. Whatever, I don't care. Either way, Matt Damon's in it. No, it's like a bunch of nobodies. And it's some indie movie, and that's my point, is no one's going to go to see it 
because no one wants to take a chance on that shit and that movie was really good hmm. <laughs> everyone has told me i have to watch train to busan oh yes dude that movie um they like to do a lot of <laughs> taking left turns they like to they like to mess with you but that movie's a pretty decent zombie flick yeah like <laughs> i haven't even heard of that so i might yeah. check that out so speaking of horror films, I don't know if you remember this, but one time Eric and I were really fucked up. Oh yeah, and we called him. <laughs> and we called you to make a movie called The Girl Two Doors Down. No, no, no. The the movie is called The House Two Porches Down. <laughs> oh, Two Porches Down, yeah. We just wanted to make like a seventies uh I'm sure you guys have seen um fuck, why is this escaping me? Not the Hills Have Eyes, but the other one. The West Craven one. The Last House on the Left? Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. God, I can't believe I couldn't remember that. Or It's one of my favorite movies. But yeah, something like that. I really... Uh, do you guys ever sit around and like I will pull up YouTube loops of trailers from like 70s blaxploitation, 70s horror, 70s sci-fi, and I'll watch that shit for like four hours and drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my first experiences with like full HD entertainment was that HD channel that Comcast or Xfinity at the time had. And it was like... They would play, you know, their nature documentaries or whatever, but then they would have, like, an hour block where they played nothing but movie trailers, and it was insanity, and that's where I found my, like, love for, I guess, I mean, movie trailers, yes, but, like, <laughs> I just, um, I just like seeing things, like, the the compressed story and it's just like you've, you've got the music you've got like the the images that they pick it's just like it's all like the highlights and stuff and it's fun it's just like i don't know it's just a quick thing it's like it's it was my so they say like the society now has a very like the one two minute attention span that was my thing before youtube was a thing it was like binging movie trailers yeah binging movie trailers used to be fun back in the day yeah yeah i still do it guys i, I binge uh television show openings too oh mm. just theme songs just the theme oh my <laughs> god man that was like four hours of entertainment one night just it brings you it brings you back into that space i think dude i i can't wait for like all right so i'm gonna say this now but like 10 years from now and then the game of thrones theme just comes on and you know you're just like oh shit just it's gonna hit that and i mean i don't know like right now it's at the point now every time it's on i'm just like blasting the theme i'm like we're watching game of thrones like i don't know um i love like it's it's, it's kind of the same thing with like um uh, movie intros or like um like tv show intros and stuff uh uh there's one that i just finished that is really good american gods have you watched that i've read it but i haven't watched it yo the show is crazy like i can imagine what like because you know the book has its tone and everything i don't know i've never read it so like i kind of want to go back and read it because like it's got a weird the whole show in itself um it has like a, a sinister tone like it's a, like it's it's kind of weird like it's almost like everything feels like taboo in that in that show it's kind of it's a it's a really odd like feeling i, I don't know if i'm even like articulating my emotion correctly on it so <laughs> but but that, that's the reason why i love it because it's it's um it's a it's another story that's kind of making me feel something and it's something that i'm not used to feeling so Dude, as soon as this episode ends, speaking of intros, I'm going to play something, and you're going to immediately just nostalgia all over it. All right, okay. Well, this episode's so. about to end. I was just about to ask our guests, is there anything you want to plug in the sauna here yeah. tonight? What? God, man. Uh, what have you guys worked on before? Where can our listeners catch yeah, you guys? We, can we find anything you don't want to watch that you, that you made? So, I'll okay. I'll pick something. All right. I'm going to say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah, I don't... Okay. Like a documentary about like your ball hair or something. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Like, uh, we don't. I got a mini series, but not a documentary. Yeah. Um. So you really can't do ball hair in just one episode. <laughs> yeah. So in November we shot a short film for an HBO contest called Resent. It's kind of serious. A lot. The tone of it is a lot more serious than the conversation we've had this evening. Yeah. But it's um. That's something we made. <laughs> that's the only like really the only can thing can i pull that up on youtube um where can we find that shit i've I, never looked for it so i don't know honestly i think it might be on vimeo i believe okay. um we can get that yeah yeah um and then you can also check us out uh right now uh we're kind of still 
in the process we're gonna get on itunes here soon but you can find us on soundcloud however long it stays up um <laughs> you remember the days before we were on itunes it was back when you first came to <laughs> it, it's kind of like an uroboros it's it, coming it's we're we're, we're it's doing not it. easy man that was the hardest thing to uh the hardest service to get on oh now yeah. we uh, now we get requests like hey What's up, BitFaced? That's We're not going to pay you, but we'd love to host your shit. <laughs> In fact, we get all sorts of sites that will just scrape our RSS and pull us so that we have no idea where we're at. Seriously. Like, you know, all sorts cool. of places. But iTunes like is a hurdle, guys. So once you get over that hurdle, yeah. and let oh. me know. I'd love to I'd love to subscribe. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. you can check us out. Um, we're on SoundCloud. Uh, you could uh, search us, Jam the Radar. And then you can. we have a Twitter um, at underscore jam the radar yeah. and an Instagram account, which we're actually kind of yeah, we're mostly on we're mostly just doing promotion shit on Instagram. It's yeah. uh, it's just jam the radar on that. Yeah, sweet, sounds good. Well, yeah, I can't say it better myself. We don't have anything we need to plug, do we? Colorado Springs Comic Con, but I think this might go up after that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not sure. It'll come Colorado Springs Comic Con, Kapow, uh, Tacticon coming up later this year, possibly DreamHack all sorts of cool stuff that we've got in the works so stay tuned you can also find tyler down the street at the gas station most nights uh knock twice <laughs> on the uh, on the bathroom door he might be there i mean you can find bitfaced hey, everywhere we're trying to fund the bitface movie you know Dude, you can find better in-call locations than a gas station like <laughs> I'm telling that, man. I'm like there there are spas and discos for this. oh my god i feel mad problematic right now <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys, we're just looking for funding. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for, for coming down. I uh, uh, hope this is the last time we see you, and I look forward to lo- uh, listening to your podcast. Oh, thank you I so much. As I completely, yeah, bumble my way out of this. Uh, <laughs> this I can't this tell. Are you, are you actually looking forward to listening to it or not? <laughs> no, I, I really am, especially if it's about movies. Agreed. Word. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Tyler's an asshole. <laughs> and, and no, I... I really will listen to it. Oh. I li- I, 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 no, I got called out on Nerd Cube for not listening to their shit, and I do. I listen. I I, I to swear first... to God, if you guys are interesting, yeah, I will listen to you. No, and I'm I'm caught up to Nerd Cube on Nerd Cube. Even now, they're Nerd Squared. Oh yeah, they are Nerd Squared. I don't oh. know, man. I I can make it through like an hour of their episodes, dude. We just we just now. That's a good way to to, <laughs> to end. What do you guys think good episode length for a podcast is? Uh, we try to stay under an hour usually. Yeah. Okay, fifty five for me. Tyler always gives me the signal at forty, so I know that that's yeah, fifty five for me. Oh yeah, we just did a, a podcast the other like earlier this week, and we went for like an hour and forty five. <laughs> yeah, we, we were talking about Valerian, so there's a lot of us. Uh, like, it's too much, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's or, a lot or, to do or, with. Or split that up, but there's a lot of successful podcasts that are three fucking hours long. Yeah, you made it weird. Shouts to P. Yeah. Holmes. <laughs> uh, right. Giant Bombcast. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I think that sums us up. And as we head out, we are... I, I'm so glad that you're sober enough this time that uh, that Derek's here to, to Was finish. Was that the sushi night with that Sarah girl? Oh my fucking god! Well, you didn't have to name her. You could have said like brown hair. Or... I have a really weird memory. Sorry, <laughs> that's Sarah's a very fairly common name, and I did yeah. Sarah Sushi. Tell me about Sarah Sushi. I don't. I don't know. Because we'll you were too drunk. <laughs> Is she one of your friends' sisters? No. <laughs> <laughs> Them sakis, dude. That's <laughs> she is, isn't she? I hit the nail right through the board with that one, man. I chopped the ice sideways in a in a in a bar in Karate Kid Part Two, didn't I? Is that is that cut signal, Tyler? Tyler Tyler can't even speak right now. I'm a 16 year old, and I go to Tardy High School too. On that note, we are out. Yo. <laughs>